What's up, everybody? I am Robert Carden Jr. I'm Christy Branson. And I'm Seth Sheely. And welcome back to How to Be a Boss, the podcast, where we want to help you be a boss, not just in business, but in life. So listen, before we get into today's episode, we just want to let you guys know about something new that we're doing over here at How to Be a Boss. It's podcast at aat.team. Feel free to email us. We want to hear from you guys, whether it be your business questions, life advice you may need, or you just want to let us know what you think about the show. We want to hear from you guys, and we are going to respond to you on future episodes. So again, it's podcast at aat.team. Dot team. We want to hear from you guys. On this week's episode of How to Be a Boss, we're talking about how to build a better tomorrow. Today, we have a quote by Will Rogers. Even if you are on the right track, you'll get run over if you just sit there. Mm. So what are y'all's thoughts on that quote? I love that quote. I, I really genuinely believe if you are not moving forward, you're going backwards. So if you are not keeping up with where you're going and and keeping your eye on the goal, you will get passed by everybody around you. You're, mm-hmm. you're moving backwards. You can't sit still. Yeah. I believe even if you're, like I said, even if you're on the right track, if you're just sitting there doing nothing, it means diddly squat. Yeah. And so like with that, we know that, you know, every company has, or excuse me, every business has their own definition of growth. So what would you say, is like the universal or could be a universal definition of growth for business. Yeah, the numbers go up. (laughs) The numbers go up. That's the only way to grow. So I feel like if you are measuring certain certain, um, you know, key performance indicators or certain numbers, um, if if you're going to grow, they have to move. They have to go up if they're going down or staying still you're not in grow mode, you're in in go mode maybe. Like you might be spinning your wheels in that one place, but you're not expanding. Mm -hmm. Almost like you're in a rocking chair, like you're doing a lot, but you're not going anywhere. Right, yes. So what would you say is uh, the definition of growth for AAT? The numbers go up. (laughs) (laughs) The numbers go up. So we measure everything. There's, There's data everywhere. And I think that if you want to see growth in any aspect of business or in any aspect of your life, you have to make it measurable. So, um, you know, if we want sales to go up, obviously we're going to look at production numbers. If we want revenue to go up, we're going to look at the numbers that are coming in to us. Um, if we want your guys, uh, department to expand, we're looking at how many followers we're getting, how many likes, how many interactions are happening. So if you're not measuring something, you cannot say that you're growing. It's a feeling at that point and not a fact. So I think that in order to actually grow, you have to look at facts and not feelings. What have you found to be a key element in personal and business growth? To measure everything. I think that, so in my personal life, um, you know, I look at our financial situation as a good indicator of growth. Um, I look at the relationships that I have, you know, with my children, with my husband, with other people. Um, if If we're moving forward together, if we're looking at how many experiences we're going through together or how well we interact in certain situations, that's growth. Um, in business, is always about the numbers. So in business, if we want something to grow, we have to figure out what do we have now and how do we get more of that in that area. So I think that those are, 
are definitely ways to measure how to grow in both areas. So is that always how you like viewed growth? Like when you first started AAT, how were how do you view growth then? Feelings. Because I didn't know any better. So like when you first get started with something, you do it out of like a passion or an excitement. And um, it's very easy to just go off of how you're feeling at the moment. But what I found is like by doing that, I'd get really, really happy when things were going good. And then when things started going bad, I got caught up in those negative emotions. And it was really hard to say, okay, this is what's actually happening. How do we get out of this? Because you kind of stay stuck there. So um, over time, I just learned how to to look at, okay, this is what's really happening at the moment and be honest about it. And then this is how we get to the next point. And as long as you keep it literally just that simple and logical, you can always move forward faster than if you stay caught up in those emotions. So I'm kind of curious, Seth, with like your... Um wedding videography and photography business like how much have you grown not just business-wise but you know personally since you started yours i mean you said business-wise and personally because you know as you grow you Um, handle things differently do you want me to say (laughs) kind of sort of not really yeah um, i mean i feel like you're at a point with your business where you're still in that emotional state which is why you're struggling to answer that question (laughs) like you it's really hard to be honest with yourself Mm -hmm. at that stage about where you're at because you want to do well you want everybody to think that you got it going on like you Mm. want to progress so fast but at that stage in business it's slow like Mm. super slow like everything is hard everything takes time so it's really hard for you to be like i am not growing right now (laughs) like i don't know what to do Uh, yeah i I feel like i can say that because you know um price wise i'm growing okay um i have a second shooter i guess i'd consider that growing yeah there's other stuff i want to do i want to um get an llc um start you know doing taxes on it as a business you know you know kind of scared to jump out there i think we've talked about this on another episode but you know scared to jump out there so the growth is kind of stagnant because of me like you know being scared to jump out there and just do this yeah um so yeah that's kind of where i'm at with it you know i'm growing in some areas but not in other areas so kind of like what you just said um can my you think feelings. of like an example of where you've like personally grown since the beginning personally grown <laughs> i guess that's where my prices would come into play you know i used to feel like you know i don't really know how to explain it like you were scared i was scared to up my prices like you were scared like the price itself is kind of a business metric but mm. the fact that you took that leap you did it you saw that it wasn't so scary after all that it was just literally a number like Mm -hmm. that that's the personal growth that comes along with your business growing is like your feelings towards things and like i'm guessing that's just the the theme of my life this week because i keep hearing it about you know um taking like personal accountability for the things that you do Mm -hmm. and like i think it was 
Wednesday when we were in the morning meeting, one of the um, takeaways from the videos that we watched, um, the one I got was, and it's regarding phone time, but it phones, but it applies to life as well. Was uh, if you believe that using the phone doesn't work for you, is usually not a problem with the phone. Take responsibility and change your techniques. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm learning because I went to a meeting with a friend yesterday. And that was something else that they talked about was like taking accountability for your actions and for the things that's going on in your life. Because if things aren't working the way that you want them to or things aren't going the way that you want them to, it's your responsibility to look back at the choices that you've made and the choices that you're currently making and make those changes to grow and to do better and to 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 do more. and I think that, you know, applies in business as well. If you are feeling like your business is is stagnant at this point, like you could be like at a constant level of, you know, money coming in and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. if you feel like you're at a, a stagnant point, I think it's important that you look at the decisions that you're making yeah. and make changes. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's something like you mentioned today, like you can't operate a million dollar business with a $100,000 mindset. Right. Um, yes. Is that something that you had to change when you started AAT, like switching your mindset? Yes, absolutely. 100%. So I think anybody who jumps from being an employee to a business owner, there's a, a very long learning curve there to change your mindset in the way that things operate. Because when you're an employee, you get to place the blame on anything that goes on in that business on higher ups. So you get to blame management, you get to blame teammates, you get to blame the business owner. You can look for all these outside places for for things to happen. Um, when you become a business owner, like you're the person. You're the one that everybody else is blaming. So if if, if you're the one that everybody else is putting the blame on, you have to be able to take responsibility for those, those things. And you have to, to blame yourself for things going right or wrong. So, um, yeah, that's definitely a huge transition in business. And I think that, um, my advice to everybody, honestly, listening to our podcast is go ahead and do that before you become a business owner. So like when you are an employee, take responsibility for what's going on in the business because in all honesty, like it, the business is ran because of people mm-hmm. who are doing certain things. So if you're always, you know, looking to say, Hey, that's not my job or that's not what we're doing today, or that's somebody else's fault, then you're never going to really own up to how you play it, a role in that big picture. So mm-hmm. I think if you change your mindset to like, everything is your fault you will start looking for ways to solve problems that affect you long before you ever actually have to be like that. Because once you jump into a business role, like as a, as an entrepreneur, as somebody that, um, you know, runs a business, you, that's, it falls on you automatically, whether you like it or not. So choose to do that long before you have to. Speaking of people that, you know, help run things, shout out to Kate. Cause <laughs> yes. Kate 
over in Germany, she said that she listens to the podcast and she just wanted to be shouted out. Hey, Kate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so Kate is our follow-up specialist. And um, I think that that's something that kind of sets us apart from a lot of other companies um, in our industry. We have Kate and she's literally her only job is to make sure that everything follow-up related after a deal is done gets done. So she's handling freight, she's handling damages, she's handling, you know, any issue that occurs after everybody says, okay, let's do this. Um, And that's a vital role in our business Mm -hmm. because if once the deal is done, it's not done until everything's for real done. So you have to do all of that stuff. And she is amazing at that. So yes, shout out to Kate. <laughs> you started talking about changes in your last answer. And with growth, change occurs. So what are some like changes that you've experienced with the growth of AAT? Everything. Everything. The people. So like I have seen the people that we started off with are no longer here. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one. Like over the course of more than a decade now, like the people change and you have to be okay with that. In business, not everybody is gonna stay with you forever. And I think a lot of times like that first group of people, like you're like a little family starting everything off and it's hard to let those people go. But unless they can comprehend what the end game is, which usually that's not gonna be the case, you're going to have to eventually say goodbye. Or, you know, it could just be, hey, they're moving on to a different place. They they may have, you know, a new job offer that comes along or, or you're just not meant to be together. Um, processes. So what worked for us in the very beginning would never work for us at this point because you're growing as a company, which means you have bigger problems. You have more, um, you know, more clients. You have more employees you have more departments and all of those things require you to change up what you're doing and how you're doing it on the back end so that they can co-mingle together um i think another big change location i mean just your surroundings so sometimes you outgrow a building sometimes you just need a change of scenery and we've gone through both of those scenarios so you know we our last office we outgrew it we had to move but um before that it was just we the location that we were in just wasn't wasn't optimal to everybody getting in that growth mindset so we had to to come where the action was um and i think that personally um there's been a lot of of feelings along the way that i had to get rid of and and stop making a priority um, so mixing your personal feelings with business decisions is never a good idea. And that that takes you really training yourself to make happen. So you literally have to be okay with leaving every version of you behind. Mm-hmm. So who I started out as is not even close to who I am at this point. And I'm 100% okay with leaving this version of me behind to get to the next level. Mm-hmm. And that applies to the business too. So you have to be able to say, okay, what we're doing right now may look completely different five years from now, and that has to be okay. So I'm curious, you mentioned something and, you know, there's a saying, you know, uh, new levels, new devils. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what would you say, like, how have the problems or, you know, things for AAT changed from the beginning till now? They're bigger, but smaller. Okay. So in the beginning, every problem is huge, 
because you've never dealt with some of that stuff before. And so it becomes like this big, nasty problem that in the big scheme of things is not whatsoever. You just don't know how to put it to rest. Um, so as time progressed and we learned how to, to navigate that, the problems are financially or, you know, um, realistically bigger at this point because we've grown. So, of course, the bigger you grow, the more you have on the line, the more risk that has to be taken, um, you know, the more money gets involved. So um, the problems are bigger, but they're not so big mentally that they take up that much space. So we know how to put them to bed. We know how to come up with a solution. We know that every problem has a solution. We just got to figure out what it is. Money solves all problems. So usually you throw <laughs> money at it and it goes away. So like knowing that, it's so much easier to handle bigger problems and they don't affect your whole day or your whole week and you can just move past them faster. So um, definitely bigger problems, but they take up way less brain power than they used to. So more money, more problems. Yes, basically. yes. And that's something a lot of people struggle with. Like, you cannot complain about your plate being full when the goal was to eat. So, like, in the beginning, when you have all these big dreams and big aspirations and, and the goal is to, like, grow the beast to make all this money, like, you can't complain once you, you start having those problems because that's what you signed up for. You signed up to be able to deal with that and move on and grow from it. It's funny you say that. That applies in my life right now, like... You know, everyone wants, you know, the bigger, the the greater, yeah. including myself. Like, I want a nicer house. I want a nicer car and all those things. And, like, just within this month right now, my life has been a little bit of a whirlwind okay. because I'm moving to a new place. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, I was unintentionally forced to get a new car. Okay. And that all has to happen within, <laughs> like, the same month or same weekend. Yeah, that's the goal. <laughs> Well, the car wasn't the goal. That was Progressive's fault. Okay. <laughs> I, right. I Shout out to Progressive yeah. for making his dreams happen faster. <laughs> yeah, they, they <laughs> forced my hand. They uh, decided that they weren't going to renew my policy for my car because okay. my car was one of the Hyundais and Kias affected by the break-ins and stuff. Okay. And so now I'm forced to get a new one because I don't want to leave Progressive. Yeah. But it was just funny that you say that because... It's like we want more, but we don't want to have to go through what it takes to get to it. Right. And there is a saying that you can be, you can either grow or be comfortable, but you can't be both. Right. And when I tell you I am uncomfortable right now, yeah. <laughs> I am very uncomfortable. Well, that's where growth happens is like out of your comfort zone, because if you're doing what you're already comfortable with, you've already experienced that. You already know how to deal with it. So you're just sitting there playing around with what you already know. That's not growing. Mm -hmm. That's just staying still. That's mm -hmm. being complacent. So, um, you know, you just have to you just got to grab life by the horns and just go with it's it. It's one sometimes. of those moments I don't have a choice but to deal with right. it. I'm glad y'all mentioned that, like, about being uncomfortable. Like, it's when growth happens. There's, um, there's this group of YouTubers I watch every now and then. Um, I remember I was watching one of their videos one day. They were talking about how, like, they'll get a, they'll get a house they can't afford just to, like, make themselves be able to afford it. Right. You know, to, like, have to go get the money to be able to afford it. Yes. So. I think that that rule applies to anybody who 
is not set on having a salary. So if you're in a salaried position where you make the same amount of money every single week and you have no way to get extra, so you don't have a side hustle, you don't have anything where you can just, you know, go grab a little, uh, some money, this does not apply to you. So please do <laughs> not get it twisted. If that is your situation, do not take this advice because you're going to end up losing it. But um, our sales team, they work on commission. Um, they all have a salary, obviously. So if they're cool with that, they can just eat the salary up and make no mo extra money. Not last here very long, but that is what they can do in the beginning. But our sales team, that's where that's where all their money comes from is their commission. Like that salary pays their taxes at this point. Um, so my advice to all of them in the very beginning, once they like are able to afford their current bills. So like everybody shows up where they're just like, I, I need money. You know what I mean? They, they're struggling. Maybe they're you know, moving money around to survive at that point. Once they're past the point of surviving, usually there's a plateau that happens where they're comfortable because all the things that they wanted, which was so simple. is I mean, it's literally just like adulting stuff in the beginning. But like all of that's handled and now they have a little extra money in their pocket and they're not going forward. They're not growing anymore. My advice is always go get a bill. Go get a bill. Like it, it's scary. You just came from a situation where you couldn't afford to pay the bills that you had to pay, but now you get to choose what the bill is. So when you do that, you're not going to go backwards. You're not going to lose it. You're going to figure it out because you've already figured out how to make enough to survive like now we need to start making money to thrive so in the very beginning that's my advice go get a bill upgrade the car upgrade the house go buy some furniture get a new wardrobe <laughs> buy you know a new cell phone whatever whatever you want at the moment just go get that and breaking through that mindset block where you're scared of moving forward that's what that's doing it's like it's is making everybody overcome that fear so that when big decisions do happen in the future, it's so easy to get through it. Cause you know, you're not going to go backward. So since you're like touching on fear, mm -hmm. I guess this kind of goes hand in hand with this. What advice do you have for like smaller businesses that are going through changes? Cause I know that can be scary. Yes. Be honest with yourself about your scenario. So it's real easy to ignore the stuff that needs to change because there's other stuff that's working. So if your focus is only on what's working and what's going well, even though you have all of these things that are in your way of moving forward, you just sit there and spin your wheels and you're like, I'm comfortable. I can pay the bills. I, you know, my employees are good. Be honest about what, what's in your way of moving forward. Because if you're, once you do that, once you say, okay, I want to, you know, double my revenue this coming up year. What's in my way of that? You'll start seeing things that you're managing, but not efficiently that are getting in your way. So like if you're, all of your salespeople are busy all day long handling the clients that you have, how are you going to grow 
if you can't handle any more business. Mm -hmm. So then you start, You maybe you need to hire some new people. Maybe you need to double that sales team. Maybe the processes that that sales team is having to put up with is inefficient. And if you fix the processes, maybe it's a software Maybe it's, you know, a communication issue in the office. Like once you fix that, maybe they would have twice the time on their hands. Like maybe that would that would make it twice as fast for them. So once you start being honest about those little things, then you can just knock those out and see what's on the other side of it. But like I think a lot of people are just like, well, we've always done things this way or like it's working don't fix what isn't broken and that saying while okay yes you don't want to fix what isn't broken but you can always improve it mm-hmm. you can always upgrade it so it doesn't necessarily require a repair maybe it just requires an upgrade so like mm-hmm. if my phone two years from now if i still have the same phone Maybe it's still working for me, but is it going to be as efficient as the newest phone? Absolutely not. So upgrading this phone to a better version of it makes way more sense than holding on to an outdated piece of technology. So that's how you have to treat business. I think a lot of times people feel like they've gotten into a groove when in reality they've gotten into a rut. Yes. It's like you think you have this thing, you know, figured out and planned out to where it's just automated growth when in reality you're just stuck in one area you're yes. just going in circles you think everything is good but you're not growing and i like what you said you know you don't fix what isn't broken but it could use an upgrade yeah kind of like my car like my car isn't broken everything is good <laughs> with go. it but i want a new one i want one that's more efficient that's better on gas mileage has you know more technology because that's just my my lane but one that you can fit in Yes, that is true. The new one I'm looking at, I can definitely fit in. But um, I just want to go back to, you know, the advice that you had just gave about like getting new bill Mm -hmm. and how that does not apply to some people. That does not apply to me. And I think a part of that, I'm just saying that because a part of growth is also, you know, acknowledging things about yourself that you might not like or, you know, couldn't possibly be like a negative thing. One thing that I've acknowledged about myself is that I don't lie to other people, but I lie to myself all the time, Okay. especially in regards to like money and time and things like that. Cause I had that mindset before I even had a job, which is really weird. Um, before I got my first car, I tried to convince my mom. I was a, a young thing back then. I tried to convince my mom, like if you buy me this car, or at least get like the first payment started, that'll give me motivation to go get a job and take care of it. And now that I'm older, I realize that was not gonna work for me at that point. Mm-hmm. In the future, yes, cause I do plan on financially growing, well, excuse me, continuing to grow. But at that point it was like, I was starting with nothing and I was gonna try to use that car to motivate me to do more and I knew I'm learning that that wasn't going to work for me. Yes. Well, that's why I said if you if you have a fixed income that doesn't work because had no income. <laughs> right. Or no income and that's that I mean most kids go through that for sure. Um but like if you work a commission-based job or if you have a side hustle where you're bringing in extra income on top of your 9 to 5 like things like that you'll figure out how to go get more money. So like at our office, everybody makes the same, like on the sales floor, everybody makes the same salary. 
they get raises by commission and I give raises by commission. So that, that percentage goes up as people hit certain checkpoints. But, um, you know, if anybody wants to make more money, you got to figure out how to sell more stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's how any business owner needs to look at it. So like even a side hustle, if you want more income, you're going to have to figure out how to get more income. Maybe it's raise your prices. Maybe it's put more effort into what you're doing. Maybe it's, you know, getting things out of your way so that you have more time. But any of those situations, if you get that new bill, if you have something that you have to have extra money for, you'll just do the work. You'll just, you'll just get the money. You'll just figure it out. So, um, yes, definitely. If you have no income (laughs) or if you have fixed income, that's not necessarily going to work unless you go get a new job. So like if you have a fixed income and there's no way for you to move forward from that, you're either going to need to get a promotion, you're going to need to get a raise, or you're going to have to shift Mm. or figure out a side hustle that brings you in extra money. Okay. So I had a question like pop in my head. Yeah. Um, You talked about feelings like, you know, fact, not feeling Mm -hmm. right. At what point did you feel yourself go from like thinking about like the facts and like growing instead of like thinking with your feelings um I don't know if there ever really was like a defining moment there I think it was just different areas of my personal life different areas of business I just found myself like spinning my wheels with that thing and then I would just be like oh this is silly if I just do this thing, like it, it's just a moment of logic in that situation. And so over time, I would just get to that point faster. So even now, like there are some times where I find myself in my feelings about stuff and I'm just like, eh. and every time I do that, I'm just like, hey, what are the facts here? What, what are the numbers? How do we make those numbers grow? Or is this something I need to get rid of altogether? Mm -hmm. And sometimes that is what needs to happen. Like if you're spinning your wheels in something, Sometimes it just needs to go. Like, you need to see what life looks like without that thing. Um, so just being able to, to narrow it down and, and look at something logically, it's, it's a decision. And it's an instantaneous decision. Mm-hmm. So if you find yourself in your feelings about something, like, you just make the choice. What are the facts here? Mm-hmm. And then you choose to move forward that way. So until you're ready to do that, there's no, there's no defining moment in it. So do you think that there could ever be a situation or a moment where growth could be potentially detrimental to a business? Absolutely. I think that there are a lot of companies who find themselves growing financially or growing their clients and they don't let their processes and their people keep up. So they're not willing to hire new people. They're not willing to change the technology. They're not willing to maybe change the process on the back end. So then that will eventually lead to customer dissatisfaction, which causes your revenue to drop, which causes you to have way too many bills to pay from the revenue you're getting now. And then boom, you're out of business. So yes, I think that if you're in growth mode, you have to be ready to change everything whenever it's needed and be able to adapt whatever it may be and look for problems. I think that a lot of business owners don't look for the problems. They choose to ignore them. And when you choose to ignore problems, those problems sneak up on you. And then once it gets to a breaking point, sometimes it's too late for you to to deal with that problem that's been there the whole time. 
That makes me think of the uh, company. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, MoviePass. No. Okay, so MoviePass a few years ago, they were a company where you pay like nine ninety nine a month, mm-hmm. and you can go to the movies and see like unlimited movies. Oh, okay. I signed up for MoviePass. It was fantastic. All right. But I think with them, their growth, you know, exceeded their sustainability. Okay. Because it got to the point where some of their customers were taking advantage of it. Yeah. And were going to the movies like every single day. Yeah. And far exceeding, you know, the nine ninety nine worth of ticket price or whatever. Right. And it they basically like imploded. Yeah. They're just now starting to come back with a higher price, but. It was just interesting to me because I think that was the first time I ever saw a business grow to the point where it wasn't sustainable anymore. Right. And like the success is what made it shut down. Well, I think that the price there was definitely the problem because if you have like in their service, for instance, um, I'm sure that they had a deal with, you know, all the, the cinemas or movie theaters or whatever to maybe get a discounted rate for tickets that they were, whatever the case may be. Their product cost outweighed what they were selling it for. So had their subscription amount been higher, then that would have been sustainable because it would not have cost them more to provide the product or the service than it, than they were getting for from the customer. And that's another big reason why companies fail is they don't make their prices high enough. They don't make it worth their while. So like small business owners are super guilty of this because you want to just like get the business. And sometimes the business is not worth the time or the effort or the cost that you Mm -hmm. have to pay to provide that service or provide that product. So I think setting your prices accordingly. um, And that's another thing. Like if you choose to ignore it, it's going to become a major issue for Mm -hmm. you. I'm sure that with that company, there were red flags for a long time before they decided to pull the plug. You know what I mean? So like once you start seeing those red flags, don't ignore them. Be honest about them so you can fix mm-hmm. them. I think maybe what they were banking on was becoming like a subscription service like people forget about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you don't really go. They, I guess they didn't think people really went to the movies. It was just going to be like, oh, just just $10 that came out of my account. Yeah. It's no big deal. But then there were people like me that like I had it and I took full advantage of it. Like if I was just sitting at the house bored, I'm like, I'm going to go to the movies. Even if it wasn't something I wanted to see. Because it's cheaper than an actual movie ticket. That was Mm -hmm. the first red flag that they should have. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because like, okay, my car wash subscription. It costs me two car washes at least to pay that subscription. So if I don't go those two times, then the company's making money. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? So like if I go four times, I'm sure they're still making money at that point. But like you have to make the price make sense and providing that service for less than the cost of one ticket. Like even if everybody goes to the movies one time a month, they're going to lose money. Like that's insane. Crazy. It was a wonderful business though. And that for could, you. It was, yeah. <laughs> Not for them. It was fantastic, especially with tickets costing like fifteen dollars. Yeah. Just pay nine ninety nine. Yeah. Now they, they're back and their prices I think at like nineteen ninety nine a That's month, which still is still good. Still too low. I still plan on taking full Movie pass, if you're listening, you need to raise your prices. Well, well what they did what, what's now that, what's that little drink? That's uh, Arizona, I think. 
Oh yeah, Arizona teas. Yeah, like ninety nine cent, right? For the past thirty years, yeah, but ninety nine cent. <laughs> I love it. I don't want them to change. But with, I think with Movie Pass now, they have it to where you have to sign up for it, and then you'll be selected to participate in it or something. It looks like you get credits. I just looked it up. You get credits, like you pay a certain amount per month to get credits, and I guess you use those credits each month so that, like, maybe if you um use a, a go to the movies once this month but you didn't use part of your credits they can roll over or something which makes more sense but still like yeah i don't like that i would not be an investor i would i'm <laughs> participating in it <laughs> but um but yeah the arizona tees they have been 99 cent for 30 years and i don't want them to change their actually they did up their price to like 129 recently as mm. they should as they should, inflation. I think that you have, to, and that's another thing in business. Um, you have to, you have to be able to adapt to the times too. Mm-hmm. So, like companies that uh, fought the internet when the internet <laughs> first became big and everybody started online shopping. Any any company that refused to get on board with that is gone. They're not there anymore. Like even Toys R Us. Toys R Us was huge <laughs> back in my day. I miss and Toys then R Us. like they refused to jump on board with the website. They sold their products through Amazon to begin with. And like that's providing brand recognition for Amazon, not Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. So then by the time they decided to jump on board, it was too late. I miss they Toys just... R Us too. I it <laughs> that last little bit of life they had, I was still a little young. And okay. I got to I got to well, I, the, I saw them in, in Macy's, maybe. Or, yeah, they're, like, slowly coming back. Yeah, they have, like, a kind of, like, you know, how Sephora does, like, the little section yeah. <laughs> of the department store. That's what Toys R Us is doing now. Yeah, uh, Seth, you missed the heyday of Toys R Us, though. Just go in there. You don't even have to buy anything. Just play <laughs> with the toys. It was wonderful. Okay, so that's what they should have done. They were going to fight the internet, make it an experience thing. Mm-hmm. Like, make it aware. Like, you had to pay to get in the door to do all the... They could have done, like, Barbie dream houses and slime, mm-hmm. you know, experiences or whatever. Like, they did not adapt. <laughs> and I think that that's a really good example to close with today. It's yes. just, like, if you don't adapt to what's going on around you and what it takes for you to grow, you will die mm. as a business. Yes. It goes back to the quote. If you're not moving forward or even if you're on the right track, you'll get run over if you just sit there yes. and they were on the right track and they sat there, They sat but there. now they're back. So they my takeaway from this episode was actually it was, it was the, the quote basically okay. You know, even <laughs> yeah, if you're on the right track, you'll get run over. If you just sit there, you can't be comfortable and growing at the same time. You have to choose one or the other. And if you're not growing, then you're dying. Even if you're at a consistent rate, eventually you will, your business will like suffer. You'll, yeah. it'll die down. Uh, Seth, what's your takeaway? Basically that you have to adapt, you have to grow and you have to change. So, yeah. yeah. And Facts, not feelings. Facts, not feelings. Yes, feelings change. Facts, facts change as well, but they're not as fluctuating. You gotta make the facts change. I mean, I think that my my thing is just make sure that you're honest about your situation. Don't ignore the problems, um, and then do what it takes to fix it. Don't be afraid of the work because your fear will get in the way of you making any changes. You just have to push forward, do it, figure it out. 
and then adjust on the other side of that. Because no one decision is going to make or break your life unless you're doing something that's ending your life. Mm. So, you know, unless you're taking that big of a risk, it's not that serious and you can fix it on the other side if it's the wrong decision. I was about to say something, but I'm just gonna we're yeah. just gonna leave it alone. Keep it alone. I know where you were going. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to visit us on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn. We are everywhere. Just simply search Advanced Auto Transfers and also follow us on YouTube at AAT TV or you can search Advanced Auto Transfers there as well. And visit us at autotransfers.com to see exactly what we here at AAT can offer for you and your your dealership. Excuse me. And also... One more thing, email us at podcast at aat.team. We want to hear from you guys, your thoughts, your questions, your feelings about things. We just want to know. I think that's everything. I feel like I'm forgetting something, but that's normal. That normally means I got everything. So with that being said, I am Robert Carden Jr. I'm Christy Brinson. And I'm Seth Shee. And you can check us out next week. I got it right that time. You did.